What's up, everybody? Welcome to Moose Milk Podcast, episode 33. I have a crazy dog on my lap because he's excited for the podcast. Anyways, I'm your host, Ryan. Going to wait for Matt to join us, but uh, hope everybody's doing well. Friday night or early Saturday, depending where you are. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about our opinions on What If Episode 2. What we've been watching, what we've been listening to, all that kind of stuff. So hopefully if you uh, don't want spoilers, make sure you've watched What If Episode 2 before we uh, before you watch this. Because we will jump into spoilers and um, yeah, I hope everybody's doing well. Remember, we're uh, now available on all podcast services of your choice. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. So if you want to get the podcast in audio form there, there, subscribe, follow, leave us reviews. It's all appreciated. And hopefully, Matt's here. Yay! The dog's barking. He's excited too. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, you know, normal. Yeah. Sweet. How's you? You know, normal. Yeah, yeah normal. A lot of normality going. Hey, so much enough. normal. So much yeah. normal. It's really hot in here. Is it? It's actually cooled down a lot here. Like 30 degrees here. Oh, well, I'm drinking a beer, but I also brought one of these just in case I get thirsty. Just for uh, uh, for the ad, the ad side of it, right? Well, the ad stuff and, uh, you know, I'm threatening them now. And I may say the LaCroix. LaCroix, what the fuck it's called? LaCroix is what I LaCroix. LaCroix. Yeah. It's just just, just ex- to spite them. It's when you're extra fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna. What you been doing all week? Uh, I was gonna paint after this, but I have to like mask where I have to like tape off all the lines to do a second color, and I like have no desire to do that tonight. Yeah, I don't blame you. That sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do a shelf, I think, instead. I really been wanting to do my Ninja Turtle shelf, and my last figure I was waiting for came in, so I'm gonna. Nice. I think I'm going to try to tackle that tonight, and then I'll get back to this shit tomorrow. Because I really don't right want to fucking mask shit. I hate it. It's the worst. No, I mean, like, it's like anything, right? Like, there's parts of things you enjoy doing, and then there's parts of it where you're like, man, this part mm-hmm. sucks, and this isn't fun. And that just sounds like, you know, a hobby that there's work involved, and the work yeah. part's never been, right? And it's hard because if you, like, it can take me a long time when the des- designs are in- intricate, and it's like... Yeah. um sometimes if you like leave it like and don't paint it right away the like edges start to lift a bit so it's like kind of like for nothing yeah. really, you know so sure. so yeah so I, I don't i don't think i'll have time to like do it all and then like paint too so i'm gonna just do it tomorrow hopefully and then yeah i had a long right. week i had a long work week this week so it's busy yeah i i, I understand that i mean work sucks i know let me roses by the door, you know. Um, no, I, 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 I detest my job with every inch of my fiber. So, I mean, uh, I totally get it. I don't, but I mean, I some days I'm like, fuck this, man. Yeah, I've, so. I've beyond annoyed by everything at work. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I get that aspect of it. This is the part of the week that I enjoy. So, you know. Yeah, because you usually have weekends off, right? Because they need you there for yeah, work. Yeah, on Friday, Saturdays. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, 
that part's great, but it's yeah, still yeah. just yeah, midnight's still. is catching up to me and yeah, yeah, midnight's is hard. Yeah, it's it's hard to have a life outside of work when you work midnights. Yeah, if you're not hanging out with other people on midnights, it's uh, doesn't really. Yeah, work. well, that's that's the one benefit of you being in a different time zone is totally. like. At 3 a.m., I can text you you're still up because it's yep. not that late. I, you know, oh, my God, this dog. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, normally, you know, who's who's up at 3 a.m. on a Saturday going like, yeah, I want to hang out. Like, nobody. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get that. <laughs> um, what have you been watching this week? Did you watch oh, another oh fucking hours of Survivor? Or? <laughs> I've got... <laughs> I have a list of like 15 things I've watched this week. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, so obviously, what if episode two? We're going to get into that later. But um, yeah, still it. watching Australian Survivor. Awesome. The Challenge episode two was on Wednesday. Love that nice. show. I'm a huge reality show fan, obviously. The Block, another Australian reality show. Love that. Um, Supergirl, I'm up to season four, episode six. So I've watched nice. like. Almost 70 episodes in three weeks, just over three weeks. That's fucking crazy. So I'm on pace. I can definitely finish it in August if I keep at this pace. But um, yeah, it's good. I, I really like it. We just, uh, Brainiac's kind of now like a main character, which is awesome. Nice. Because obviously, I mean, you worked with Jesse Rath and uh, he does a fucking awesome show or awesome job on the show. So he's like my favorite nice. character now. Oh, that's sweet. I only got to see, like, I only watched like three, maybe three episodes. And like all the stuff that he did, I thought was really cool. It was, it, I kind of was like the, from the three episodes I watched, my conclusion was pretty much what you said is like, it seems like the characters are like well developed and like the, the actors playing them are really enjoying playing. You can kind of tell that they've really like yeah. owned these characters, right? But it is still really like, good chemistry between the actors and stuff. Like it's, yeah. You can tell that they all got along offset. Like it doesn't seem like anybody was like, "Oh, I really hate working with this guy." Like it seems like they're all pretty like friends and and socially like you know fun outside of work. So it's like you can really tell the chemistry on set. And yeah, Brainiac is just like really witty and funny, and he's like like he's not a robot, but he's got like the like intellect of like a supercomputer basically. So right. he sees he's everything like extremely uh, analytical and like doesn't really like pick up on sarcasm and stuff like that so like he just his like charm and, and the humor of the show is just like spot on like, i love it so nice that's um, sweet that's so funny yeah really really funny um then i watched mythic quest season one which is uh yeah. an apple plus hey, show what's his name that's the uh, guy from always sunny rob, rob mcelhenny and um yeah. uh charlie day wrote it um from always sunny it, in philadelphia it's, it's so funny, like though, always right? sunny it's, it like, it's from the writers of always sunny isn't it like a isn't it like a funny like medieval thing or something? No, it's it's they they make like a medieval video game. They work at like a game developer basically. Okay. And it's it just start. Uh, Charlie Day's not in it. It's uh, Rob McElhenney is like the main character basically, and then it has like a huge supporting cast outside of that. But um, really really funny, really witty, especially if you like play games a lot. Like you you'll get a lot of the humor and stuff in it. And like, um, yeah, I I, don't know, I watched the first season of that. It's really funny, really good. It's like. 25 to 35 minute episodes so it's not like okay. you know a huge commitment um and then preseason football started so i've been watching football i'm stoked about that uh also there's like a reality show that kind of tags on to the uh preseason of football called hard knocks uh every year they follow like a football team behind the scenes basically and they show like um 
you know, like practices and like locker room stuff and like basically just like it's like a short five five episode season of leading into the season and they pick like a different team every year basically. Oh, okay. So um, cool. yeah, if you like football, I mean, it's a really cool like kind of behind the scenes look what's at like what's going on. At, so what? what? What did you say it was called? Hard knocks. Hard knocks. Nice. That's cool. That's a cool idea. I like that they saw on uh, HBO. Year. Sweet man. What's that? I said that's sweet. Yeah, I, I mean, really I'm like not it, a football so. guy. I'm not a football guy, but uh, but yeah. Well, I'm not a football guy either because my team doesn't play football. So <laughs> we're gonna finish fucking zero and seventeen this year. But uh, we won our first preseason game. But we started every starter on our team where we were playing an opponent that was playing like third and fourth string players. So right. you know, we, of course, we were gonna oh, win. Yeah, but so. uh, yeah. It's, so it's like, gonna be your team again. Pretty I don't serious. know who your team. Who's your team? Houston Texans. Okay, I don't know that. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a team uh, that is in Houston, and um, yeah. I should have known from That's the Houston Texans name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's everything I've been watching. Um, nice, nice. How about you? Well, this week I started my week on Sunday on a podcast. I was on. Well, was it? I guess they. It's kind of. A, it's more of like a video. I think they promote it more on YouTube called Geek Week in Review. And okay. it's um, Jacob's Toys and Super Sorel and uh, yeah, the two guys from England and that's yeah, pretty cool and. Got to chat with them for an hour about like Bad Batch and about, um, what did we talk about? We talked about Bad Batch. We talked about What If. We talked about some Fantastic Four figures. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. It Look was at you good. making the podcast rounds. Yeah, it was weird because like we, I, I speak with Jacob. <laughs> hey, Chris, how's it going, man? Astonishing. Um, hey, what's up? Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of chat with the Jacob. He's another, he's a customizer as well. So we kind of chat yeah. here and there. And then just yep. randomly he reached out and he was like, Hey, we're doing this thing. And we just invite someone on every few weeks and figured we'd ask you. And it's like, yeah, sure. That sounds pretty sweet. So it's cool. Just I love nice how chill like, you are about it. Like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, sure. I mean, like, it's cool because it's like, it's like something I'm kind of, especially because like we've been doing this now. So now I'm starting to think about maybe like trying to do something in like the figure world once a week, maybe two, right? Maybe in the new year. I'm just, I'm I'm trying to like think of ways to kind of put something together where, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I can't, I can't give you, you know, that kind of conversation with, you know, figures and stuff like that. So I thought it would be funny once I'm, I'm trying to still piece together kind of the format because I don't want it to just be like what everybody else does. There's a lot of really great like people who do cover like action figure sure. stuff. Right. So it's like, I don't want to just be like, whatever, like if I'm going to do it, I want to like do it good. Right. Like I want to do a good yeah, job. No, I want to do course. something different. So I'm going to kind of put some thought into it. I'm not going to do anything till next year. And then like, yeah, no, I mean, gonna, it's hard, right? Because there's so many podcasts that... That's it. You know, there's not many original, like, ideas left for the podcasting world. Like, you have to be really creative with it. And I think yeah. the benefit is, is, like, now you have the choice of finding podcasters that kind of you relate to in some way where you can, like, go, oh, this guy shares my opinions more than, you know, podcast A, B, C, or D, so I'm going to start listening to this podcast and I kind of see eye to eye to them. Or vice versa where you can go they have totally different opinions than i do and it's cool to like see somebody else's take on the same thing so 
you know, yeah. I, I I like that. Like I, I listen to a po- uh, PlayStation podcast that like it's like a very hardcore PlayStation podcast that you know the average gamer probably wouldn't enjoy because it gets like really into the, like the deepness of of gaming and stuff. But I, I relate to them because we kind of have similar similar thoughts and you know opinions on gaming. So it's like I, sure. I get that, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of kicking around because, like, for me, it doesn't need to be something that's totally different. It's just like, you know, I might, I might try to have some kind of like rotating, kind of like reoccurring, kind of like segments. Like, I almost kind of want to structure it like, like a late night show where it's like they have kind oh, of things that kind of come back. You know what I mean? So, so that's yeah. kind of in my mind. That's kind of what I'm playing with, but I'm still trying to figure it out. But I did think that it would be funny to have you come on one time and. <laughs> Yeah, you know? the guy that knows nothing about oh, figures be, at all. That would be so funny. But to be fair, it would even be cool to have somebody who doesn't know. Because, no. like, I mean, you could really get, you would definitely look at something way less subjectively than I would. So it would be interesting to kind of to kind of. Yeah, see. no, I mean, I can be the, the uh, guy that knows nothing about anything and give my opinion. Because, like, that's perfect. I can I mean, I'll do it for sure. When, I don't care. I'll, when it, you when can come happens. up with a podcast that talks about, like, I don't know, like, different kinds of hay on farms, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm in. Like, I don't give a shit. I'll talk about hay all day. Hay all day, baby. Yeah, exactly. Like, go down by the bay, eat some hay. What do you say? Just may. Just may. <laughs> um, and then what else did I do? So I did that podcast on Sunday, and then this week I've been kind of watching, uh, I discovered Whose Line Is It Anyways, the Brit- the British one. Okay. Uh, on Amazon Prime, they had a couple nice. seasons, so I watched all of those. For that took me like three nights, I think. Nice. And I watched What If, obviously, and yeah. what else? I think that was most. Oh, uh, Kate and I started watching The Duchess. It's like um, the what? It's like a, the Duchess. It's like oh, okay. do you like do you know who? Do you know who Catherine? Um, fuck, what's her name? Catherine Ryan. Do you know who Catherine Ryan is? She's a female stand-up comedian. She's pretty fucking funny. Um, really? Um, she has two shows on two, um, like two specials on Netflix, and they're both okay. good. Definitely worth, definitely worth a watch. One's called Glitter Room, and one's called something else I don't remember. But they're both they're both good. But she's from, she's from comedy. she's from Sarnia, so it's like she oh, has really? jokes about That's like cool. being from like shitholes Sarnia. Like it's pretty. Like you yeah. probably can relate to it to a certain degree just because that's close to home for us, right? Or where oh, I, yeah. I live in shithole Windsor, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, so and Chris, uh, astonishing, could probably relate to that too. I know he's not from Sarnia, but he's originally from Ontario as well. So right on. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. So um, we watched The Duchess. So it's basically a show. It's almost like she took her stand-up comedy and made it into a sitcom, like a, a show, not a sitcom, like a comedy show. Oh, see, from the name, I would assume it was like like a like eighteen hundreds England show or something. It, okay, so it's like the reason I think Kate likes her so much is Kate's obsessed with like royalty, British stuff, right. right? So it's like, but so this girl's from Sarnia. She moved to London, married a guy, had a kid. They broke up, super bitter about it, and like she kind of is like, I don't want to say she's like a man hater because she's she's not, but she is like abrasive in that category, yeah. right? But it, it's True. I mean, it's funny, like. It's it's funny. She's super funny. So yeah, so most of her jokes kind of get translated into like this comedy show, and it's yeah. Well, I think we're only like two or three episodes in, but I'm laughing pretty hard. She's pretty fucking funny. That sounds good. Yeah, man. I definitely it's on recommend. Prime, you said? 
Uh, no, her show. Oh, actually, the the show and both the stand ups are on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. Catherine Ryan. Right. Glitter Room. It's pretty good. The first one is the in one an, I can't remember the name of is my favorite of the two, but it, they're both good. In an hour, I'll probably forget this conversation entirely, but <laughs> I will remember this. I will. I will purposely write try. it down right now. You can try. She's good. You'll. I can imagine you'd probably get a kick out of her. So, and then uh, somebody gave me a link so I could go and watch some more uh, Always Sunny. So I'm going to go and yes. get into season seven or no, eight. I think it's eight. I can't remember. Eight or nine. Maybe it's eight. I think it's eight. Yeah, I don't know where Disney Plus left off. I can't remember, but oh, that's awesome. Look. You're in for some good good episodes, man. Yeah, I was going to start tonight, but now that I'm going to do a shelf, I'm probably just going to put some more. Oh, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine a lot, too. Just oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is so good. So good. I just watched a Doug Judy episode. One of them. It's great. Yeah, I haven't seen like I think the last season, maybe that's, or the last. That's what I'm watching. I noticed that I started the last season and got to like almost three quarters of the way in, and then I stopped. So I'm I started yeah. it from the beginning, and now I'm I've been watching that the last two days. So nice. I would uh, love if Lonely Island did like another movie or something soon, because or another album or whatever. Me too. I love Lonely Island. It's so funny. I just love Andy Samberg. I think he's really funny. I, I'd watch Andy Samberg do literally anything. Just, <laughs> watch, just make anything. <laughs> Funniest dude. Yeah. yeah, he's. I he's also crazy. listening to a shit ton of Coheed and Cambria. Oh, really? Hey, I finally yeah. started listening to uh, that Bleachers album. It's great. You like it? Yeah, it's really good. Catchy, right? Yeah. Yeah, super catchy. Yeah. It's really good. I really like it. Yeah, I actually quite like how he's laid out the tracks because I feel like they're it's kind of like really catchy and then like just chills out a bit and then a little bit more, but then it's like catchy again and it's like yeah, like I feel like I can get through the album without kind of getting bored of it because it's like there's something to look forward to every couple tracks and it's like oh yeah, I mean it's a little short and I find it weird yeah, that there's the steel train cover in there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, to me, it was just like. Mm. Uh, you could have left that out to me, but um, yeah, I really I like the first four or five tracks on the album. I think are like really, really catchy. Yeah, awesome it's, tracks. So. It, it's great, man. I really like yeah. it. I like all of it. I like it right, right through. But yeah, it's definitely got a no, different I, I feel just from think, his last two for sure. Yeah, his middle one is is really weird. It's it's really different. I mean, the first one's way more poppy. Yeah, I don't know. I like the second each one, one has a kind of a different tone to it, but I, yeah, I really I like it. Like, I like weird elements of all of them. Like, like there's yeah. a lot of parts off the first one. Like, I really like that weird, like how he keeps using like that same backing track where it's like the yeah. woman talking. You know, like I, I, I really yeah. like that. So, yeah, he does um, a lot yeah. of weird things on those albums, but he's creative, yeah. man. I like it. I wish, I wish Fun would come back. I really do. That'd be great. Maybe one day. Yeah, I Maybe think when I he's just th- done taking the lead and wants to collaborate again. Yeah, well, that, and I think it's extremely hard to follow up that album, and I think space is what it needed, because if they would have came back, right back out with, like, another album a year after or two years after that, uh, some nights, I think it would have probably bombed critically, so. Yeah, maybe. Well, if, look what happened with his solo, but his solo album was also hot shit, so. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking really bad. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, it's weird, right, because, like, I don't know, like, I look at the Killers and stuff like that, too, where, like, I, lo- I love that new Killers album, too, and, like, there's, what, three or four albums between Sam's Town and their new album that I think are, like, absolute garbage. 
I think he did one or two solo albums. Absolutely hate them. Like Brendan yeah, Flowers. I, I, that's I, his I, name, right? Brendan yeah, Flowers. Brendan Flowers. It's, it's the same as um, uh, what's his face from um, Jack's Mannequin. Oh yeah, um, Andrew. Andrew McMahon. Andrew McMahon. Yeah, like all his new stuff, like Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness or whatever the fuck it's called. I'm like, this shit's terrible. Like, yeah, I don't what the care fuck happened it. to you? I, I, can't, I don't know. I love the first Jack McMahon or uh, Jack's, Jack's Mannequin Manigan? album. And, Jack's McMannequin? <laughs> yeah, Jack's McMannequin. It's a McDonald's uh, <laughs> inspired album. It's all about cheeseburgers. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, no, anyway. Um, yeah. I, uh, it's weird when when musicians put out like a really really great album and then their follow up is just utter garbage and it's just like oh that sucks. Yeah, I agree, but I guess that's kind of the way it happens nowadays, right? It's hard for us to expect artists to stick within like a certain sound because I can't imagine how boring that's got to be, especially when sure. you've been around for a long time and you just want to try something different. Yeah, no, I I think the creativity is cool. Like I I get that you don't want to make the same album seven times, but yeah. It's also like, I don't know, to me, listening to the album, like if I was a producer or something, I'd be like, this isn't good enough. Like after that last album, like you got to go back to the, you know, you got to, you got to rewrite some of these tracks and find the hooks and like come out with something like you can do something different, but it's still, it's still got to have a track on it that we can sell or at least, you know, get popular, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I think a lot of these guys just get too too popular and they're like, ah, we don't need a producer anymore. We'll produce it ourselves. And I'm like, That's uh, like Blink though. Remember we always used to talk about how that yeah. what that's what happened with Blink. It's like all of a sudden right. they thought they could do it by themselves and it's like ah, big dip in no. quality. You need an outsider in there to to kind of say like and listen I to agree. it with like you know, an open a mind but also non biased ears. Yeah, no biases. Like yeah. To go in and go like, guys, this isn't good enough. Like, you need to rewrite some of these tracks or go back to the you know drawing board and, and figure it out. But yeah, I agree. I agree. That's easy for me to say. That has zero talent, can't play an instrument, can't sing. You know, man, it's crazy I, though because I am somebody who can play an instrument and was in bands. But man, I yeah. can tell you that like, I don't know how some of these guys write what they write because it's fucking nuts. Like, I've played with some pretty good like good yeah. musicians or like i'm not saying i'm a good musician but i played with a, you a are, few good but, ones i'm not yeah. but um <laughs> um but yeah like i like i remember writing being such a struggle and it's like i remember even just trying to like get tight like with the group like and it's like yeah man if you're if you're not putting in six hours a week practicing like yeah, that that's that's a journey like, to get to Yeah, get but that. it's also different when you're working a full-time job and the band thing is on the side, right? Where yes. at least these yes. guys are in a band full-time, like Yes, that's their job. I understand they have families and commitments outside of of, of work, but yeah. at some point it's like but no, you guys need to hammer that shit out. They're not working yeah. 8 hours a day at a day job, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like, you know, doing a podcast, right? Like we both have full-time jobs outside of this. You also have your side gig of, of making figures and then you're doing podcasts on the side. Like, and you at also some have point, your prostitution like, side gig. Exactly. But I, I, at some point you got to go, well, like, you know, this is my third job. This isn't, <laughs> you know, my main job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and like these musicians are like, this is your main job. Like figure the shit out. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I guess that's a good point. I don't know. 
I don't know either. Hey, did you watch the uh, Eternals trailer? I did. I liked it. Did you? Nice. I wasn't sure how you would think about it. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the best Marvel movie. Um, I think it looks cool. I think, like, I still think Angelina Jolie really miscast in the movie. I like Angelina Jolie, but I think she's too iconic of an actress to put in something where I I don't see her as anybody but Angelina Jolie. Angelina. Yeah. It's like, that's the problem with well-known actors is is it's hard to see them as anything outside of who they are. So yeah, I, I think it benefits them more when like you, you cast some kind of low key or, or new act, actor or actress in, in the role. But I mean, I say that now and it's like, well, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Wasn't an unknown, but it worked, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I thought, I thought it would look good. I, I'm excited for it, but I didn't, it didn't like blow my mind. I didn't think it was like the second coming of Christ or anything, but it's, yeah, yeah. It looked good. It looked like a Marvel movie. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. It didn't really hype me up. I didn't, I mean, I didn't dislike it. It's not yeah. like I'm like, Oh, what the fuck? But I'm just sure. like, uh, I just watched it and I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's cool. At least we know what kind of what's up now. It's better so, than the first trailer. Well, the first trailer was nothing. <laughs> was no, I know. That's what I'm, that's, it's yeah. The first trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I hope it's great. Um, it's like anything though, right? Like, I hope everything's great. I hope everything knocks it out of the park. I'm never rooting for something to fail, but as you know, we'll get into with what if is like, you know, our opinions differ on it greatly and that's Very okay too. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I, I mean, like I said, it, it's weird that we're just getting a glimpse of it now, like, cause it comes out in November. So it's like, it's weird that we're like three months out and we're just getting our first pictures and like really our first anything of it. Really? No, we still don't got a Spider-Man trailer either. I know that's weird on it. That's a whole new level of weird. Now they have to be waiting for Shang-Chi. Maybe. I kind of wonder if they're waiting for the what if episode with Peter in it. I don't know. I I still don't really understand why they're so I mean, I know they're trying new things with releases and how how you know seeing what does better and where and so on and so forth but i just really think we're we're gearing up for another lockdown here like it's it's gonna happen and these theaters aren't gonna be open again i agree so that's what i'm that's what i'm concerned about i don't know how this movie's coming out in two weeks because i think in two weeks everything's gonna be closed again yeah because you guys are really bad there aren't you well windsor alone is getting like 50 50 60 cases a day right now Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, we're not that bad. Like, we're okay, I think. Like, I don't see us closing yet. I don't think it's that. I might be wrong. I don't know. Who knows? knows? I, I don't really know. There's a lot of things they could do where they could, you know, proof of vaccination, you can go places still, and if you're not vaccinated, sorry. Or I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it, but... Yeah. You know, I, I just think, like, that them having expectations for these movies to do well, I think they're in for a world of world of hurt. World of yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish, I wish it was going to Disney Plus. It's weird though. Okay, so like I kind of get both sides of it. Like I do, I do like the option of being able to watch it from home, and I think in the case of Shang Chi, I think uh, it it would benefit them. I think. I but so. I also I also wonder if this is a test to kind of see like you know what kind of turnout you can get when the only option is 
like is a theater right because like after i was talking about going i'm considering next week going to see suicide squad alone just to like go and get yeah. it over with but I, like i said i'm like i kind of want to see a movie like that's kind of really where my, most of my desire comes from is i just i haven't been back to see a movie since i've been able to do so right um but kate won't go see it so um yeah so but then i, mean, I started then i started thinking about like buying tickets for shang chi and i'm like should i like, I wonder if I should start looking into that now because, like, it's only a couple weeks away. Like, I think it's, like, two weeks away, right? Yeah, I think it's September 3rd, I think. Yeah, so I need um, to look for that. I don't know. Like, I don't know how your theaters are doing it there, but, like, here, there's they're leaving gaps, like, two-seat gaps in between each booking. Oh, oh. So, like, you can book as many tickets as you want here with your group, like, the people you're going with. So, say you're going with three people, you can book a, a three-seat area and then, and then there's, there's two seats gap. and two seats on each side between you and the next people okay so i don't know if this it's the same there i would assume as much but um like it will show you like the x'd out seats where you can't sit basically because there's right. has to leave that gap so right. Right. um and i think there is like a capacity for the theaters in general so like i think if mm-hmm. even if they can fit whatever 250 people in the theater i think they're only they're like maxing at like 100 or whatever it is Mm. but um i don't know i went i had seen suicide squad in theaters and it, I, I had no issues i mean it wasn't like i thought it'd be weird and awkward and like it was fine i wore, I wore a mask going in other than when i till i got s- sat down and then i you know was i had a pop and uh had some you know munchies and shit and i took my mask nice. off to eat and that was it like it wasn't i wasn't worried about it yeah yeah, so we'll see. I guess that's, I don't know if that's the game plan or not, but that's, uh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to go see, I, I, I want to go see Shang-Chi, like, me with too. friends and whatever. So I'm hoping that people will go, but. Yeah, me too. Um, like I said, I mean, who knows? In two weeks, theaters could be closed again. I mean, kids are going back to school. Numbers are definitely going to jump up. So. Yeah. I definitely think I'll be safe for the, for, um, September 3rd, but I don't know about in Eternals. Like, I don't know about yeah. November. So. But like they also at some point they have to realize they have to get these movies out regardless for yeah. this universe to continue. So yeah. the thing is, is everything hangs based on like what happened in the previous movie. So it's like if you want to continue the content at home, you have to get through the cinematic stuff too. Right. So that's why I think Disney's trying this now yeah. to see. Okay, we took like whatever fifty percent hit from this from um black widow to this like we you know our numbers are way way down so for eternals yeah it's going to be both because we got to we got to make that money back or whatever like disney doesn't need the cash these movies can bomb and disney's fine but i think they're trying to see like okay what is the yeah, difference in, the in, in money yeah 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 and well like didn't um <clears throat> i think it was new guy New guy, new guy, yeah. Yeah. That Ryan Reynolds or didn't didn't that one? Free guy, free guy, yeah. Um, that just did like super well in theaters. I think I think it had opening weekend and it was like it did super super well. I think it I think it did well above their expectations. I don't know how much money like the movie cost or anything like that, but um, I look at it as this, right? Like. Marvel has a set expectation of what these movies should make based off of 
um, Avengers and all that. Like they're, they're, they're expecting yeah. these movies to make hundreds of millions, if not close to a billion dollars. And none of these movies are going to come close to that now. No. And so I think their expectation is here where, you know, free guy probably had their expectations a lot lower because it's a new, you know, a new IP. It's, a, it's, a, you know, a movie that nobody had any expectation for. Now it could be great. I haven't seen it, but, um, it also probably didn't cost anywhere near the level of, of, you know, a Disney movie. So, right. Right. I don't know. I, I'm just, that's just off the top of my head, but my assumption is that if that movie made a couple hundred million dollars, they're going to be like, Oh, that's great. Like that's more yeah. than we expected. You know, yeah, it might have some, some kind of like special effects and stuff just cause it's like a video game world, but probably I'm nothing, sure it does nothing but... on comparison to what a Marvel movie would cost. Right. I exactly. I doubt anyways. So, so I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I'd rather just watch the movies at home most of the time anyway, just because yeah. I always get sat in front of them or behind or in, around annoying-ass people that are on their phones and chatting the whole movie, and I just want to punch their kids, and yeah, so. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I I do like seeing them, especially the Marvel movies I like seeing in a theater, just because it's, the experience is great, right? But I mean, don't get me wrong, if the option was there for me to see it in the theater and rent it at home, I would do both because I would just go and see it in the theater once and then I would watch it at home the rest of the times. Because like, that should be Black the future. Widow, yeah, I agree. That should be the future. I agree. Is is you pay for a movie ticket and you get the digital version of the movie to watch at home too after you see it in theaters? Or, you know, like I would pay like a decent amount for like day and date type things where it's like, hey, you pay thirty dollars to go see this movie in theaters and then when you get home we email you a code to get the movie digitally you own the copy it's not a rental it's yours to keep um stuff like that like i think there's a lot of models like they could test out and try that like would get me way more hype to go to the theaters and be like oh yeah i'll go see i don't know whatever eternals or or um you know the new screen movie next year or whatever like I'd go to theaters and go, okay, yeah, now I own this movie. Great. Cause I love collecting movies, even though I prefer yeah. them physically. Um, you know, a digital copy is a digital copy. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, who knows? I, I don't really see it going that way because I feel like in doing that, they would be cutting out 50% of their revenue. You know what I mean? It's like, well, they are right, not. Right, right, right if you're paying $30 a ticket. Yeah. But I mean, when you think about it, like, I mean, I don't know what it costs to see a movie in Windsor, but here it's about 20 15 bucks. Okay, it's like 22 bucks here or whatever. So it's like even to pay double, like I I would. Like if if what you were saying was a thing, I would pay double every time. But because see, I would, just I give would people get, the option, right? I would get benefit out of that. Like I would, I, I, I'm the kind of person that rewatches a movie like eight, nine, ten times. So it's- But that's what I'm saying, right? It's like if you and Kate were going to the movies, give the option of saying, okay, we don't need both these tickets to get a digital copy of this movie. I'll pay $40 for this movie. So we have the copy of the movie. We'll pay $20 for your ticket. And then boom, we have the copy. We're both happy. We're both, you know, we get a date night out and we're good to go. Like, I think, I just think giving people options is is the future of like, yeah, if I have the option to watch this movie at home and pay $30 for it, why don't you want to give me that option? Because I'm not going to the theaters anyway. So Say for like, uh, yeah. I don't know, the new Ghostbusters movie. I'm not that yeah. stoked on it where it looks okay, but like, I'm not yeah. like going to go out of my way to see it in theaters. But if I had the yeah, option of, hey, I'm bored at home. home. Yeah, yeah. If I'm bored at home one night and I'm like, hey, it's, it's a $20 rental. 
on 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 Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever, I'd be like, all right, twenty dollars. Yeah, sure. I don't have to go out for the night, and I can watch it at home by myself. Like, I'm in. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get I get that too. That yeah, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love it. I just I feel like they benefit more from being able to sell it physically after the fact. They can build up hype on it for a second time, and like I feel like if you compared numbers on that like even at their prime of theater time like yeah. i feel like you they companies would lose money would would lose not lose money but would lose revenue versus doing it traditionally where you would do a theater run and then a video run but well i think their biggest worry is pirate right like yeah absolutely. if they release it digitally there's you know that version out there that is pirated now and yes. people can just watch it pirated and, and you can they lose like, that money that you way can pretty much find anything as soon as it comes out online it's right so but i look at it too as like i don't have children and i couldn't imagine having like hey we're going out for a date night we have to get a babysitter to watch our yep. kids and then we're going to spend you know 60 bucks out on a night out to go to the theater or whatever like that's a pretty expensive night just to go see a movie yeah. On top of the paying the babysitter, on top of all that stuff, like I, I'm, I'm lucky not well, lucky whatever. I, I'm privileged enough where I don't have children. I don't have to worry about that kind of shit. But like, um, I could understand. Or even if you were taking your kids out to a movie, like, hey guys, we're gonna go, and now we're paying fifteen dollars a ticket for four people to go see a movie, rather than hey, it's on Disney Plus. We're gonna spend thirty dollars as a family and have a, a cool night in with the kids, and you know, have some popcorn or whatever, like. I just yeah. think giving people options is a, is a much easier way. There's a lot of people that would never pirate anything and they just, they're out of laziness and yeah. they're going to go, Hey, I turned on Disney plus and there's a new, uh, Pixar movie on here. What a great easy night that we don't have to, you know, pay attention to the kids and we can go have dinner while the kids are watching the next Pixar movie or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. I just I, think the more options available is, is the more money that they can make. Yeah, I guess I think I guess you got to kind of look at it from certain perspectives too. Like I can't imagine what it costs. You know, like they probably make they probably don't make a ton off of actually the movie theaters, like because the movie theaters probably have to pay them to show the movie. I would guess. Yeah, like, they do. So, but I mean, they're making a rip off of it, but like obviously the theaters are taking a percentage of of ticket sales. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know exactly what, you know, what the percentage is or whatever, but you also got to think is like, I'm not asking Dizzy to spend $300 million on the next movie. Like that's, that's their own choice. Their budget, their, their profits and all that. Like that's, that's above my pay grade. I can't worry about what they're making on a movie. Yeah. Like, but you can, you can, uh, you can, um, have a say in that by whether you pay to see it too. Right. Like if you see Iron Man one and it looks fucking incredible and then you go and see iron man 2 and it looks janky as fuck you're gonna be like what the fuck man like you know I mean? if, all of a sudden, if all of a sudden the appeal drops because everything looks cheap and janky then what then i know? agree with you but i also think like we're in a different we're in a different time now right like if if people don't start going back to theaters and theaters close again and they have all these movies they got to get out that's not my problem of making their money back. You know, that's, no, no. that's up to them to decide, okay, we're paying these actors 30, $40 million a movie. That's absurd. Nobody needs that kind of money. That's got to change. Um, yeah. these actors are going to have to be willing to take a pay cut because I'm sorry, but nobody needs that amount of money for one movie. Um, 
you know, we don't need to spend a hundred million dollars marketing this movie now either because we don't have that kind of money and it's going to Disney Plus. Like they're gonna have to find new ways of marketing things, new ways of 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 paying for these things, and all of a sudden these these movies have bloated to two three hundred million dollars, and like that's not my problem. That's that's their problem at some point. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yes, yeah, good point though. That's fair. But um, we should probably talk about what. We should probably talk what about if. what if. Yeah. It's yeah. Like 40. <laughs> Yeah. Right, so you, you start because well, you uh, probably have you probably have less to say, so maybe you should start. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> um, I hate it. I think it's pretty bad. I don't enjoy the episodes. I don't even want to continue watching it. I will for the podcast, but I think the voice acting is abysmal. Um, yeah, I uh, like I, I text Matt and I was like, I honestly thought the only actor they got back to do this episode was Chadwick Boseman. And then I saw the credits and realized they got pretty much every actor from the movies in to do their voice role. I just I couldn't tell. I thought a lot of the voice acting was really, really subpar. It felt like very um, uninterested to be there, not wanting to do this. Like, I, I don't I do not see the appeal of these shows. I don't get why people like it. Um, the animation looks cool, but like I overall, I think the story arc is boring as fuck. Um, yeah, I, I don't get the appeal. I, this has no like ramifications for the universe, so I don't even see why this is a thing. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I agree. I, I don't think I don't. I didn't really get any uh, greater ramifications, but I also think that we're only two episodes in. I do think this is all going to culminate into something bigger like i don't think like i you know we're seeing all these characters i have a feeling that it's not going to just be a one and done right i think they said chadwick's in like four episodes or something like that so i'm like yeah what I'm i thought guessing, chadwick did great yeah uh, chadwick was awesome chadwick was i thought he was the best part of the episode but i also think he's a very boring character because he has no character flaws he's just like you know he's basically the superman or, or captain america i don't know if i know, really agree with that though i mean Basically, the whole story of of what if episode two was, hey, everything in the in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe would be much better if Chadwick Boseman was was um, Star Lord and like Chris Pratt basically made everything worse and like I, I just I don't know to me it was just like okay I guess but like I couldn't stand the uh, the story arc of Thanos I thought it was boring uh, Nebula I thought it was boring like. I don't know. I just didn't really like any of it, and I felt like the whole thing was basically just like, well, Chris Pratt's a dick as Star Lord, like, and it's like, well, that's my one of my favorite characters in the entire universe. So it just, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. About ten minutes in, I was ready to turn it off. I don't get the appeal. Hmm. Well, as I was watching it, I was like, Ryan is hating his life right now. So <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much. I'm not trying to be mean or negative or like I, I. I'm glad people love it. That's great. I know I'm in the minority. I don't expect people to share my opinion. Like, totally cool. I like what you like, and I'm glad people are getting what they like, and that's that's wonderful. I'm not an animated person. I, I don't like animated shows in general, and this was probably never going to appeal to me in the first place. Mm -hmm. But. I don't get the love. I don't get the admiration for the show. I don't understand why. Like they just announced another Star Wars like animated thing, and I'm just like I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know why people. Oh, they, want that's that. the uh, that's the anime one, I think. Yeah, Visions Star Wars. I actually didn't get around to watching that trailer. I totally forgot. I should do that. 
Yeah, it's like I guess like seven or six different um Arts anime, videos. like famous anime people yeah. are writing like six different versions of like Star Wars basically in their in their vision, I guess. And that's why it's called yes. visions. But um yeah. Yeah. I uh I don't see the appeal. Like I, I, I tweeted it out because one of the guys I follow, uh, from one of the podcasts I like, he, uh, he's an actual animator. I don't remember what studio or whatever he's at, but he does animation and shit. And I said, like, he, he was like stoked for it. And I was like, I'm, I'm sick of animated stuff. Like I don't want animated stuff. Like I'm not five years old. I feel like these shows are geared towards ch- children and like, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to be cynical. I just, I'd rather have a live action anything rather than an animated thing. So I like to state for the record that for every um, animated series that I love, I would like it ten times more if it was live action. But I understand that in order to put out the content they want to, they have to do stuff animated because it's faster and it's cheaper. Yeah, so. I guess. I, I I mean I don't know. I like I said I I don't know the cost. I don't know what the what the difference is in, in doing a live action thing versus. I'm sure it would be way more to get all these actors back to reprise, you know, their roles in this like what if universe. But like to me, to do like a 25, 30 minute episode on this like what if this happened, it all just feels way too like sped off. Like there's not enough breathing room to really make these story arcs really feel like a thing. It's just like they need more time. These could be like full length movies on their own. And there's, I don't know, it's just basically retelling the same stories again. From different angles. And I definitely, like, well, I definitely don't agree with that statement. On on Captain Carter, I agree with that statement. I think my biggest issue with Captain Carter was that, and I think I had said, was like it seemed really quick. Like it seemed like it, it seemed like a story I already heard because I did. It was basically just Captain America, but with Peggy instead of Steve, and like that was right. pretty much it. Like obviously little little things different, but like you know that was essentially it. This one was 100% different. It, the Ravengers it was, we know were not, not. The Ravengers we know. Their motive is completely different. Uh, Star-Lord as a character is completely different. He's not a, like, uh, you know, he basically is, he goes from being like a, a, a Jake Peralta to a Captain yeah. Holt. Like, he is... No, I, I agree with you in that regard, but I also think, like, it's the same storyline. Like, I mean, character arcs are different, and they all... But it's the same thing. It's, it's hey, I'm going in to steal the Infinity Stone, and instead of this character being bad, he's good. Instead of this character being good, he's bad. Like, it's... A, it, I, I don't know. I mean... I don't think that's really a fair assessment of this episode. I don't... I, I mean, aside from the fact that it had Ravengers and characters we knew, I felt like that was really where it the similarities ended. Like, all the characters are so different in this. Like, Yondu, not the same person. Instead of them being pirates, now they're they're Peter Pans and they're, they're Robin Hoods. Sorry, they're, uh, you know, they're... Yeah. You know, doing good for people rather than than you know being the dickheads and being the untrusting ones, right? You've got yeah, but he's also still murdering people with his arrow. Like, I, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they're saints. I'm just saying that the idea is that they're they're fighting the bad guys for the people that can't fight the battles, right? Which is totally guess, different but... than what we've gotten in past Guardians movies, right? Like, Ravengers aren't that, and like it's it's. To me, it's cool because it's like, you know, he comes from a world where in Wakanda where he needs to be civil with 
the people of his world, right? They're split into fractions, but they still need to be diplomatic with one another. And like now you put him into this universe where everything is crazy and he brings a, a sense of calmness and, and is able to, and again, like, don't get me wrong, you know, like, do I think it's realistic that T'Challa could talk Thanos out of his idea? No, not really. But I do think the idea of it in this world is entertaining. And I also enjoy the fact that Thanos is still like, well, you know, it would work, but, you know, we're going to just do this for a bit, right? And, like, to me, I, I find that, like, that side of him, it's, like, it's super funny to me because it's so different from what I expected him to be. Yeah, it's just the voice acting was so bad. But even that, like, to me, I thought that, and it's funny because all the things that you hated are all the things I thought really made it stand out. I thought the voice acting, for the most part, was was really really good. Like, like I thought, I thought Josh Brolin in it as Thanos was fucking awful. Probably like, my basically. probably my favorite outside of T'Challa. Maybe yeah, yeah, Nebula like, too. To be honest, I like Nebula a lot in this one. Nebula's fine. I didn't. It, I didn't bother me. Um, Thanos especially bothered me. I also thought Yondu was really bad. I didn't um, love Yondu as much at first, but I got around. I kind of came around to it. I just felt like it didn't sound as much like Michael Rooker as it. Like, I mean, it, it didn't sound like anything Rooker. like Michael Rooker until the very end. I sort of did, but yeah, same. By the end, I kind of was getting it, but yeah, throughout it, it very was, much felt like an actor doing an impersonation of Michael Rooker almost the entire. I was just like, there's no way they got any of these characters or the, any of these actors back. And then I see the credits, and I'm like. It's literally everybody. Like, how is this possible? Like that the voice acting I felt like so I felt like uh, Benicio del Toro or whatever his name is. Is I didn't. I actually didn't. I actually thought he didn't come back. And then once I saw him in the credits, I was like, oh, he did actually. Okay, weird. Yeah, I, I, to me, it didn't sound like him. But but Thanos I, I, was great. I loved uh, even the girl who is like uh, the the collector's little. Yeah. Keeper there or whatever, yeah. 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 Like I was like, oh my god, they even got her back. That's fucking nuts. Like that's so crazy. But yeah, they, I, like, uh, I loved, I loved, it, and like I loved all the little like callbacks. Like even at the end when we go to the Dairy Queen and Quill's working at Dairy Queen, I was like, man, even the Dairy Queen's a callback. That's from the opening intro of uh, Guardians Two when where he's kind of yeah, like deceived or whatever, right? Is are they carrying that storyline on now in the next episode of like Star Lord with his dad on Earth? That's why I think more there's more that's going to happen. Like something else is something's going to happen where the Watcher because the Watcher keeps saying I can't interfere, but like he's fucking going to interfere, and that's what's going to happen is he's going to pull all these main characters together. There's no way we're not seeing T'Challa, Star Lord, and and Captain Carter. Like those characters are all coming back in this series. I don't think it'll be a live action. Thing. The best voice actor in the entire series is the Watcher. I do like the Watcher so far, but we haven't gotten to spend much time with him, so I'm not super yeah, connected. I don't know. I I'm glad you like it. I'm glad people seem to be enjoying it. I'm stoked that people are finding something new that they love. It's it's not for me in any way, shape, or form. I. I think it was really bad. So I I don't have much to say other than that. Like I, I, I don't like to be so negative on something, but it's the worst thing in the MCU in my opinion so far. Like I, I would rate it very bottom. And I just couldn't rate it because it's just not 
the same. It's not, you're comparing two different things, right? It's interesting. I actually read an article and thought about you today uh, about filler episodes and how yep. someone was saying, there's personally, basically the person that wrote it was saying like, I hate when people make comments about filler episodes because it's like, you can tell there's two different kinds of people. There's the people who look at it as a filler episode and they look at, and there's another one who looks at it as like, just like history. It's like, it's all adding to the overall story. Like, even if it's in a super mundane way, you're learning about something like it's, it's, it's continuing the story that started in the main line. Right. And it's like, that's, I, that's what I look at I, for like Star Wars too with the comics, right? And and the cartoons. I agree and disagree though because look, I think if the show is built on week to week episodes where the plot of the like the overall arcing plot of the season isn't involved, there is no overarching plot. It's just like freak of the week, like like or or you know this is the storyline this week and we are building the characters up there is character development you are getting to know the main characters more and more week to week but there's not like this overarching story across the season that's different but in a show like like supergirl there is definitely in the first two seasons especially there's episodes that have literally nothing to do with the overarching plot other than supergirl's going out and fighting you know, whatever care, whatever bad guy this week, and she learned something minute from the episode of like, hey, if this guy does this, I can do this, and that will defeat them. And yeah, it builds very minute details across the plot of like, hey, you're getting to know Supergirl a little more or the side character a little more, but overall, it has nothing to do with the main plot of the storyline. Now, in season three and season four, that's definitely changed where like, majority of the episodes are involved in the overarching storyline of the season which is way more enticing to me but like shows like x-files and buffy the vampire slayer are like notorious for that where there is an overarching plot of the season but there's like literally 10 episodes a season that you can just skip entirely because they have literally nothing to do with the plot mm -hmm. um i think it depends on the show right like yeah there's shows where if you love the show enough if the show's done well like breaking bad the entirety of Breaking Bad, there's one episode, basically, that is completely skippable called, I think it's called The Fly. It's in, like, season four, I think, where basically the entire episode revolves around them sitting in a lab trying to kill a fly flying around the the lab. And I hate the episode. It's the only episode in the entire series where I'm like, this episode sucks. It has nothing to do with the rest of the episodes. Um, I can't stand the episode. The rest of the episodes, if you skip an episode, you're going to miss massive amounts of plot of like what the fuck's going on in Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is my probably my favorite show of all time. So there's shows like that where like I love that that's my type of show is like if you skip an episode you're gonna be fucked because you're, you're not gonna know yeah. what's going on. You're gonna miss huge plot points. Where like a show like Supergirl I could tell you like, hey, these are the ten episodes you need to watch in season one because right. these are the key episodes. You can skip the rest. It's not they're not very important. Right. And I just think it depends on the show. Like, there's show, like, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying Supergirl, but I could totally see somebody going, jumping into Supergirl and go, oh man, there's some slow episodes in this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, there is. Like, you know, the first two seasons, there's probably 15 episodes you could skip and you wouldn't, you wouldn't miss anything. Wouldn't matter. Yeah. It just depends, right? Like, for me, if what if doesn't tie into the rest of the universe in any meaningful way, 
where there's like, hey, if you didn't watch What If, you're not gonna, you're not gonna understand this in the future, or you're not gonna, you know, this character was introduced and has a key role in the future. I think it's a completely waste of time. Like to me, they have built this universe on everything tying in together and everything building towards something. And if all of a sudden they just throw the show in that's completely skippable, to me, it's like, yeah, I, it's skippable. I'll skip it. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I guess time will tell, right? Kevin Feige has said that this this show is actually actually will have more of a bearing on the MCU than Loki did. That's what he said. So, I mean, that's why I'm MCU. watching it. But as of right now, I'm like, I, I don't know how this could have any meaningful impact on anything because it's like, hey, what if Thanos was a good guy and and T'Challa wasn't Black Panther and like none of this is gonna. How can this have any impact on anything? Out the outcome of it, Ken. If they do a big kind of super team up against somebody or something, for sure. I guess, but yeah, for sure. Unless I the mean, the thing is, is the thing is, is is like the sim the the simple like principle of or like or like the the layout of this show being what if like it yep. it literally could be anything like they could do anything with this right, but like. They can do anything, but that's what I'm saying is like, how can this impact outside? They're doing this in an alternate timeline in an alternate universe where to me, it's like, well, this is in, this is earth 365, right? Like this is a different earth. This is a different planet. This is a different timeline where this is in our timeline. This is in our MCU. So what if it becomes our timeline? Well, that's what I'm saying. Unless at the end of this, this season where they go, all these universes are crashing into each other. And this is like, and all the characters are going to get mixed up and it's going to be like, well, probably not T'Challa, but no, like, yeah, but like, okay, um, yeah, Star-Lord isn't Star-Lord anymore. He never left Earth and he's somebody else and, you know, so on and so forth, whatever, like, you know, Captain America is gone, but instead of Captain America in this universe, we're bringing Captain Carter now and Captain Carter is the new Captain America and like, then, you know, how, what does that mean for other characters and so on like it could happen but i just can't see them saying like hey those first 23 movies we made forget about them because we're changing up the entire universe and none of them matter like to me yeah, that it might not be, be that like, they don't matter it's just that now they may not need to read they may not need to like go back to it now like now that it's done they may just be like all right time to like this like you want to talk about really setting the slate to kind of start fresh like that would be how you do it i agree but there's a difference between starting fresh and pissing people off and it's not really captain america's gone tony stark's gone really like but everything they did mattered everything they did had emotional impact and that's my point is it doesn't have to go, they just don't have to talk about it or deal with it well they may, they probably won't talk about it anymore yeah. i can't see them i can't see iron man being like a huge part of Me the neither. future of the mcu in any way but if all of a sudden you say well that universe is gone and not, and basically not canon anymore because we're doing this whole new universe where everything's mixed up that takes away all the emotional impacts of of that entire 23 movie story arc maybe so but you have to understand that the way at the rate they're introducing new customer new customers new new characters uh yeah. that's gonna that's inevitable i mean you have to think it took us 23 years to get the or 23 years 23 movies to get the library of characters we have right now and like so many of them are underdeveloped. What's gonna happen when they triple that? 
Right. But my point is, is saying like, you can introduce as many new characters as you want. That's fine. I'm not upset about that. My point is, is like, all of a sudden, if you go, what if, um, I don't know, whatever, whatever episode, what if, uh, Quinn became Iron Man instead of, 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 um, Star Lord? Okay. Well, if all of a sudden that's the new canon, it takes away the entire emotional impact of what Tony Stark did and what Robert Downey Jr. brought to the Iron Man role as Tony Stark. Like, you can say that all mattered and still carry on into the future of the MCU and still bring in all these new characters. You're not taking away anything from the twenty, the first 23 movies. But if all of a sudden you say, well, none of that mattered anymore because what if this happened and that's now the new canon? People are going to go, well, why the fuck did we watch the first 23 movies? Like, the whole importance of the MCU is that they build off each other. That's why people are so, uh, well, most people are so annoyed by the DCEU is because nothing builds off each other. Nothing is set mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So you're taking away your one key thing that the MCU separates itself with everything else is like everything builds on top of each other. So if, you know, movie 24, 25, 26 all build off the first 23, then it matters. But if all of a sudden you go, yeah, you don't need to see those first 23 movies. It don't matter anymore. You just need to watch one, two, and three. And what if? I think it takes away a lot, you know? Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't disagree with you, but I, I also think that, um, I think like we mentioned earlier, I think they're in the the stage of trying things right now too, right? And, you know, like to try to bring in new fans, I kind of look at it like they do at the comics, right? Where it's like, okay, we want this to be accessible to new fans. Let's just start over every 12 issues. That's literally what happens in the comics. They just start over. Yeah, no, and I get that too. It's a huge commitment to say... And one again. It's a huge commitment to say, hey, uh, 12-year-old kid that's just getting into the MCU, you have to watch these watch first these 25, 27 things before you can watch the new movie. Yeah. It's like, even like like I said before, like, I don't know, probably episode five or something, like I was trying to get my parents to get into the MCU, and it's just too big of a commitment to them. Like, yeah. they may, well, my mom probably has watched three movies in the last 15 years. Like, she's not a movie person. Yeah. So to all of a sudden say, hey, mom, watch these 23 movies, and then so you can go see this next movie. She's, it'll take her the next decade to watch 23 movies. It's never going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. I get that aspect of saying, like, hey, if you haven't watched these first, whatever, uh, 89 hours of, of MCU product, you're not going to get this next thing. I get that that's a huge commitment, and they're going to go, yeah, we want an easy jumping in point of going, hey, you can start here, and now everything makes sense, and you only need to watch two hours of something to get into this next movie. Yeah, I, I understand yeah. that theory and everything, but for somebody that's committed, it's the same thing as when they had all the Star Wars side canon and books and comics and all that, and then Disney bought them and said, nah, none of that matters anymore. That's not canon anymore. The but, but, of that, fans- but that one I understand, because... I as, do. Much as, as much as people were pissed, I understand why people were pissed, but I also understand yeah. that you buy a, 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 a company or a property like Star Wars, you want to be able to tell stories without boundaries. And if you have to go off of a bunch of different artists who didn't work together to really come up with a cohesive story yeah. as canon, good luck. <laughs> no, I, and I, I totally get that. Like, I, I see both sides of the coin, but when you fall on the side of the coin where you're a committed fan to all that product, 
it's a lot harder pill to swallow than when you yeah. are just jumping in, right? Yeah. And totally. I get that, you know, me being 36, I'm a lot more, you know, committed to these products than somebody that's young just getting into these things. But to me, that's part of fandom is like, oh, there's a lot of product here I can get into and a ton of, of side stuff that I can read or comics to get into or movies or shows or whatever. And then when you take that all away, it just, it makes, it makes it feel like, well, I just wasted hundreds of hours of my life. Now you could say I've wasted hundreds of hours of my life regardless watching this shit because none of it matters. It's all fiction. Yeah, yeah. But when it's something you enjoy, it's like, you know, I just wasted my time with all this, you know? Totally. I mean, I think the good thing about them is that they've done an okay job at trying to bring some of that legacy stuff back in. But yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, even there's things that I'm even bitter about losing in Star Wars, but I understood why. But I mean, like when I lost Dash Render, I was like, no, love Dash. Yeah, well, Render. like they just renamed um, Slave One, right? Yes, they did. I and don't know. People what were upset about that. What's that? Um. I don't know if they rename. Did they rename it yeah. or did they just? Oh, did they, I don't know what its new name is. Uh, like flame something. Oh, weird. Uh, I can't remember. I can't tell you off the top of my head. I just read it today. I would have just not mentioned it. Like I would have just stopped talking about it. <laughs> I get why you want to rename that. And I do too. Whatever. I do too. But then I also see people going, "Well, I love this product. You know, I've I've bought whatever." models of this of the spaceship i bought you know i've grown up with this being called slave one and then all of a sudden it's gone it's like you you have like an emotional connection to these products it's like me and music right like if all of a sudden this music disappeared i'd be like well i have this this emotional attachment to this album or whatever and now it's gone like it sucks yeah i get that i don't know i i get both sides of it always but it's also it's it's hard right yeah, I get both sides of it too. So, um, anyways, what was your favorite part of What If? Like, what what did you enjoy about it? What it, what is you know? Uh, I think I just talked liked, a lot about it. So you talk about I, it. I like the I liked the whole overall story. I liked that it wasn't just what the first one was, which was a story I already knew being told again with a slight difference. Like I liked yeah. that it was like like I love the Guardians. I liked how it kind of started like we were going to be getting the same thing where he gets into the little temple thing. And then all of a sudden, uh, Korag or Korag or Korag. I can't remember um, the guy's name. I can't remember either. Damien, the guy who plays him, I can't remember his name is either, but, but yeah. like even that part was like, great. It was like the exact contrasting opposite of what happened in the real guardians where it's like, he's like, Oh no, you don't need to make a big deal out of me. And then he's making a big deal out of it. And it's yeah. like, it's like exactly the real, that's exactly what, Peter Quill wanted in the first right? so it's just yes. like I love that and I loved even even though it was like kind of like kitty I loved that relationship between Korath and and T'Challa how he's like yeah we're like best friends and like, <laughs> like I just I don't know that it was just yeah it was funny to me and I liked I liked the different take on the Reavers I really liked the Thanos story because I could tell that he was still like yeah, but you know, I'd kill everybody, but you know. Yeah. It's just like, I, I quite like that. I liked the Drax thing, the little thing with Drax, the bartender. I thought that was pretty funny. And again, because Quill did, or sorry, because T'Challa did what he did, 
you know, he references his family and it's like his family's still alive. So it's like, it's like kind of like everything he kind of touches is like, it's like, yeah. it brings good rather than like shit. <laughs> now, I only watched it once. So you watched it multiple times, right? I watched it twice. Rocket and, and Groot wasn't in it at all, right? No. That's good. He never, he doesn't really start the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, but there is an episode in this, apparently. I saw the like spoiler like uh episode names, and there's an episode down the road, something called uh Guardians of Something or Something of the Galaxy. I can't remember what it is, but it's like okay. so I'm wondering if he builds a team. Because I know that there's they've shown a picture of Gamora. Um yeah. and she wasn't in this episode, so yeah, I kind of was surprised by that too. Yeah, I thought we would see. I, th- I figured we, I didn't think I would see Rocket or Groot, but I did assume that we would see Gamora. But I guess maybe later. I didn't think Rocket and Groot would be a part of like uh, whatever was going on with like Star Lord and Thanos and all that stuff. But I thought yeah. like at least they'd be like bad guys at some point, or, or they'd be like a or cameo or, or or something. And like the fact they weren't in it at all, I was like, those are the two characters that make the most sense in like an animated show. Like they're totally you know, animated, basically. I mean, like, I don't know. That was the shocking part to me. I was like, those are my two favorite characters of Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're not even in the thing, so... I yeah, know. I wonder if we'll get to see them. I know next week's episode is Loki-centric, so next week we'll be spending oh, really? time with Loki, yeah. Do you, like, what What if Loki was... Don't know. Not well, sure. Maybe, what if Loki won Battle of New York? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Well, see, like, I I mentioned this to Matt earlier in the week, too, via text, that, like, my idea for the show would be much different of, like, I would like to see, like, what if, um, you know, uh, Magneto was helping Captain America during, you know, World War II, or, like, what if Wolverine was part of the Battle of New York and an Avenger, and, like, I mean, I get Matt's side of it, of, like, these characters haven't been introduced in the MCU yet, so to, like, all of a sudden throw them into an animated what if show would be weird and probably like a big transition or whatever. But like, to me, that would be like an enticing thing of, of bringing me into this universe of like, that's something I would way rather see. Cause it's something like, Oh, what if these characters were part of this? And like, we just got the rights back to this character. Like what, what, what would happen if these were involved? What if, um, instead of Spider-Man being part of civil war, it was venom, you know? And how would that differ? Or like that to me is way more enticing than like, what if T'Challa was Star Lord? Like to me, it's oh, don't get me wrong. I would love to see X Men in the MCU, but yeah, like I said to you, to you, it seems silly to put the introduction of, especially a, especially Wolverine. I think I think Magneto they could probably get away with because I feel like they're probably going to shelf Magneto for a bit. I feel yeah. like after nine movies, we're probably ready for a fresh villain. Um, yeah, I agree. I think. Well, a I think they're doing Apocalypse. I would love to see Apocalypse. I think that's the route to go as Apocalypse as like a, one of the big bads of like the next couple phases. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see them doing um, I, an X-Men character that we really haven't gotten like a lot of. I think of, Mr. Like, Sinister. If I had to guess, if I put money, was putting money on it, I would say Mr. Sinister. That'd be cool too. Um, but like something like Storm like would make a lot of sense with Wakanda. Yeah. And um we didn't like I mean 
I'm not trying to be mean, but like Halle Berry Storm was not good. I so <laughs> I think that would be cool to see like a cool version of Storm that like totally. is very different and very like appropriate to what we like know of Storm versus. Apparently, we're getting um, uh, Riri Williams, uh, Ironheart. That's like the teenager Iron Man girl. The yeah. In, apparently, in we're Black getting Panther? her in Black Panther. Apparently, I saw that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how um, that would fit, but maybe that she'll get her tech from there. That would make the most sense to me. Yeah. I still think Gambit's the best way to go, because it's a character you never really used. Gambit would be great, but I I, I feel like they're going to probably start with the original five, because I feel like they haven't done that yet. And I feel like there's a lot of great stories they can pull from on that. And... Yeah. I mean, that would make sense just because... They've never, like, Fox's X-Men never really did any of the X-Men storylines appropriately. So if they really went, like, hey, we're going to take the comics that fans love and really introduce, like, the original X-Men and um maybe even have it, like, a period piece of, like, the 70s or something like that. Or, I don't know, whatever era you want to put it in. And, like, this is their original outfits and everything like that. And then, like, fast forward to present day or, you know, early 90s, whatever you want to do with it. But... I mean, obviously they have to up, like, like I said to you, like, it'd be hard to put Magneto as a companion to Captain America in World War II. And then fast forward to present day where Magneto's 90 something years old. It just, it doesn't work really anymore. So they would have to do some kind of like, oh yeah, he got frozen with Captain America or like, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're ice buddies. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but, um, they're called chill chums. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or some kind of like portal travel. He got stolen. I don't know. Some mutants age slower. I, I don't know how you'd do it, but um, yeah, it just doesn't really work anymore. But somehow you've got to bring these characters in at some point. Like we have to have a Magneto at some point. Oh, yeah. I do think Magneto is inevitable, but I just think they're going to be smart about it. Yeah. But I mean, even like to me with with X Men, like I feel like if they cast it young, they could have yeah, them have for to. a good amount of time, and they can appeal to a younger audience, which I feel like would be a smart thing because I feel like you can do a lot of stuff with X Men that will favor both. Like it'll it'll satisfy like longtime fans, and we'll be able to draw in a new audience with just the younger cast. Yep. Um. But yeah, I mean. You get a little yeah, bit of diversity I've, in the cast. I mean, Jean's the only female, but like, you know, Bobby's gay. So like, if you wanted to do that, you could do that. You could always, I don't know, you could always adjust. Like even, and I mean, any of them could really be gender swapped if they really wanted to. Like, I feel like. I think that's a risk, but I think. I do too. I do too. But I think the gender swapping is more of a risk than like doing like a, a, a racial uh, change or anything like that. Like, I think you could make like Xavier a, a black man. And I think that'd be awesome. Like, I think that'd be super interesting. Yeah. I don't, but I, I think to all of a sudden make Xavier like, uh, you know, a white woman, I think would be a very weird choice. Like, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know how to exactly cast it because we have such iconic actors in those roles already where I think it's a really hard thing to go. How do we recast Xavier? when we had Patrick Stewart doing it, like that's really hard. And I know they did it already with, um, but even, but even, even, uh, he was, he was even good though. Like I thought he was really good. I thought both the younger, uh, professor and, uh, Magneto were both great. Yeah. Um, 
I think like you can't go for for Xavier and Magneto. Like I think you need like a mid thirties to early four, like thirty five to forty era actor, and then you need like the rest of the young X Men to be like late teens to early twenties. Like I think you have to go pretty young with it, and then go. We're gonna build this over the next fifteen years, and then by that point, Xavier's like a sixty year old actor, basically. You know. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, that'd be great. I guess yeah. time will tell, but I mean, the hard thing is, is again, just with having to wait for our movies, it's like, especially as the slate continues to fill up, right? It's, it's, it like, well, that and waits, the risk is, aren't going to get shorter. <laughs> yeah. But the risk is too, is like, you're introducing a lot of new characters. And yeah. if people don't connect with these characters and they're looking forward to X-Men and X-Men's five years away. Yeah. That's a long time to wait for people it to is. go like, hey, we still got to get through Eternals 2 before we yep. get X-Men, you know? Like, yeah. But. I mean, even yeah. when you think about the movies that have dates currently, if you just put that on the table, we're waiting quite a while for um, yeah. X-Men. Like, Well, it's it's earliest 2024, I think. Oh, at, at best. Yeah. I think it's more likely like 2025, 2026. Like, that's not to say I don't think we'll start seeing mutants. I do think we'll start. Seeing oh yeah, mutants. sooner. They have sooner to. Than later, but they have to. But yeah. like I said, like you don't want them to introduce. Oh, and the X Men are here, and here's the X Men, and there's an X Men movie. Like I think you need to introduce each character individually. I agree. Slowly build it up. Hey, we're putting together a team of mutants. Hey, there's a school for gifted mutants. Like, slowly build it and interweave it throughout these movies, and and have like you know end tags in the credits of like introducing character whatever, and then you know like almost like how in um, Days of Future Past, I think it was was it no, it was uh, ah what where they were in the end credits uh, Wolverine sitting at the bar. Uh, that was first class, wasn't it? First class, or maybe maybe it was in the movie. I don't even remember now. It but was like, in the movie what, where they go up yeah, and they're like, "We're looking to help you." Like, fuck off, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, right. So it, that's what I mean. Is like slowly build things in that way, where like all of a sudden you see like, um, you know, uh, the city that they showed off in in Falcon and Winter Soldier in um, Mandrapore. What do you call it? Right. All the show like mutants fighting there in like a fucking ring or something, and uh, and slowly introduce like Wolverine that way as like he's a combatant there or something, and then you know he he left Canada to go to Magipore to do whatever, and then boom, you introduced him, but you don't need him as like a starring character in the next movie, like he's just a background. You know he's involved, but you don't know what he's doing yet. If I can pick how they were going to introduce Wolverine, it would be yeah. in a movie with Hulk. That would be with ideal. That'd be awesome. Did you see great. that they're doing gonna do a planet or a uh, 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 World War Hulk movie? I did not. I read it. I don't know if it's true because I see so many fucking random sites that just yeah, post news. But apparently, um, Disney is ready to do a standalone Hulk movie, and they're talking it's gonna be World War Hulk. Interesting. And it's gonna take place after, like, after uh, She Hulk. They're going to reintroduce the character in She-Hulk because he's a part of it, but yeah. it's not going to be um, Endgame like uh, Hulk, where he's like half Hulk and half uh, Bruce Banner. Is he going to go back? It's going to be like, 
it's gonna be like like yeah like he's gonna uh, by the end of the series he's gonna be like full-on savage hulk like rage fucked up hulk and then they're gonna do like a world war hulk movie that'd be sick that'd be crazy and i'd love to the, see that the rumor was in the article i don't know if it was a rumor or if it was just like them hypothesizing that the next avengers movie he could be the villain of like they all have to take down hulk that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah i'd be down with like, that oh, for sure. i'd be down with that that'd be cool i feel like you could put wolverine in a world war hulk movie too though again right yeah be cool um yeah no i totally agree that'd be great i still i still want a good wolverine versus the sentinel movie but I think Sentinels will come in due time, and I think when they do, Wolverine will be around. So that's all I've ever wanted. Yeah, I do think. Well, I think I do think Sentinels will be another slow burn thing that they slowly build up to. Once they, yeah, I think students. the political side of it is going to start being really wrapped into it. Of like, oh, we have way too many people with powers on this planet, totally. and um, you know, the humans are going to start getting worried. Like, hey, all these superpowered beings and all these mutants and everything are going to start wiping us out, and like. You're going to see that like uprising. It's the next step. Of the so it's the next step of the Sokovia Accords. Exactly. It's and that could build into program. like Civil War II or like whatever. Yeah, but like that whole human side of like, you know, feeling lesser than and being scared for their lives. And then that starts the political angle. And then, the you know, government starts bringing sentinels or whatever to wipe out mutants or wipe out superpowered beings. And, you know, I don't know. I think there's, a, there's also a rumor that they're looking at maybe uh, doing the Secret Wars. Um, yeah, I saw that too. Storyline, which would be really cool. That's where, like, it. basically, uh, Doctor Doom is like God, and like right. he creates a world by smashing together a bunch of multi, like, a different universes. So you get like, like one section is like all the Marvel zombies mixed in with like a couple like non-zombie superheroes, and there's like one where it's like a World War Th- a Hulk one kind of similar where there's like all these savage Hulks running around and stuff and Captain America rides a dinosaur it's cool it's like it's weird but it's I don't know like it'd be cool to see because it'd be again that would be another way they could kind of like soft reboot the universe if they wanted to like basically pick and choose what they were going to keep because that's pretty much what that crossover thing did in the comics was they kind of like the second one anyways they kind of like mishmashed the universe together and that's how like yeah. Miles. That's how like Miles came into like the six one six universe because all of a sudden we have like, to be getting Miles soon. There's no way we're not getting Miles. Like yeah. Sony is. It has Sony to be introduced in Spider Man. Sony is like trigger happy. They're ready to put out like fifty fucking Spider Man movies because yeah. people are excited about a Venom trailer. Like, I would put like a hundred bucks down that Miles is in the next Spider Man. I something. would not. I would not be surprised to be honest. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a big role. Like I think no, he'll just no, be no. a kid, a kid in the movie at some point or at the school. He'll be like, "Hey, Miles," or like whatever, and it'll just be like a throwaway line or whatever. But they're definitely going to introduce Miles Morales. Yeah, I, I agree. Miles, there's no way Miles isn't coming soon. So yeah, yeah. Um, no, that, that sounds awesome. And like, did you see? Uh, they they said that Anthony Mackie signed on for yeah, uh, Cap Four. Cap Four. Nice. I dope. Like, you know, I, I, it's funny because I get a lot of grief uh, when I post pictures of my figures and stuff, like my collection, and people all make a comment and they're like, oh, how come you don't have Falcon America? And I just say, like, I, my Sam Wilson is Falcon. I just, I have a Captain America yeah. that I like. I really, really love 
Chris Evans as Captain America. And in my collection, if I'm only going to have one cap, that's my cap. Like, it's got nothing to do. Everyone, you hate yeah. Mackie? It's like, nah, man, I, I fucking, I actually love it. I love Sam Wilson in the MCU. It's just like, to me, I prefer him as Falcon. That's all. I'll watch him. As well, not just that, but I think it'd be even doper if they gave him like a cool new uniform. Like, give me something, a reason to buy a new figure that like, the uniform's different, like, the like everything around him's different, where he doesn't, like, he has a shield, but, like, give him something that's, like, different and cool, and then, like, there's a reason to have that figure on top of it, too, you know? It's funny, because I hear a lot of people that are like, oh, I hope that we get that other guy as the new Falcon, and in my head, I'm just like, but if Captain America has Falcon wings, do we really need a side character, his sidekick to have wings, too? Like, I feel yeah. like that's an overkill. Like, we don't really need that, unless he's planning well, especially if wings, but... Especially if he's not going to get like super soldier strength or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Like he has to be able to have like that flight maneuverability in a fight and to introduce another character with flight ability. Like to me, it's dumb. Like introducing a character weird. that has something he doesn't. Yeah. You don't need another Falcon flying around. You need something that he can't do that somebody else can do. Like a exactly. mutant, like say maybe, I don't know, whatever that could like tie into him. Right. Like that could. I, he has a power that I don't have. Boom. Yeah. yeah. It just seems weird to be like, oh, we're going to have, here's Falcon America. And then now we're going to have his sidekick, just Falcon, not Falcon. Falcon America. 2. <laughs> Falcon Harder. Pharaoh. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree. I think if you're going to bring in like a new sidekick, you need to change the name and have them do something different. Yeah, I, I agree. But I feel like we're gonna head in that direction. But like I said, honestly, they can pretty much do whatever they want at this point. I'm 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 good. As long as the story stays good, I'm I'm fine. But You're like, I'm not, again, right? It's like even little things, right? Like Black Widow wasn't really that. I mean it was just fine. But That's you know. Yeah, nothing that exciting, right? So we'll see. We've yeah. got like a pretty exciting lineup. Like like I am genuinely stoked for Shang-Chi and like I'm not really, uh, you know, like Eternals looks fine, but like I'm not like jazzed for it or anything. Like I'll still, still see it, and I'm and I'm and I'm not like it's not like I think it looks bad. I just I'm like yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. I'm way more excited for Shang Chi and way more excited for Spider Man. So I agree, same. So bring that shit right. right the fuck on. Hell yeah, we should end this. We should end this. You know what? We shouldn't end so, the constant refreshment of bubbly. It's 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 tangy and and refreshing. Unless you have balls blackberry. in your mouth, it's not tangy. It's like balls in your mouth. I don't like blackberry. <laughs> I love blackberry. It's fine. All right. Well, on that note, thank you everybody for tuning in and joining us. Um, as always, follow us on Instagram at Customs by Matthew at Moose Milk Media. Our art. Our new brand new logo is done by at Jeannie Milne Art. So you can follow her on Instagram as well. We're available on Spotify. We're available on Apple Podcasts. Uh, also on YouTube, link in my profile. Um, and yeah, thanks for joining us. That? And I hope everybody's doing well. Did you see that picture of the Clerks cast for Clerks 3? I did. Man, it makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel very old. I hope it's good, but I don't have much faith. Elias got fat, eh? Elias got real fat. That's the first makes, thing I noticed. I'm like, wow. Makes me feel better, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a benefit. All right, buddy. I'm like, all right, we're not. I'll see you next week. Okay. Peace, guys. Bye.